0: Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're in Season 3, Episode 20, Miracles, and the last episode of Season 3. How you doing, Jen?
1: I'm good. So we're a third of the way through the series.
0: I guess so, and this depresses me a little bit. I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but you know how I left out that one episode I think it was two episodes ago, I forgot to rank I forgot to rank it before. Mm-hmm. So I had to shift everything. And then when I redid the point system, I figured out that season three is actually the best season. So, so
1: it's, all it's all downhill from it's all downhill here. from here.
0: I think But could, keep
1: listening anyway.
0: Yeah, please. Don't don't stop. We need you people. <laughs> so We've got a couple emails from Danielle, one for the last episode, one for this one, so we'll start with the one from the last episode, and then I have a few little trivia things to share. Okay. So Danielle writes in regards to Everything Must Go.
1: Which was last week's episode.
0: Correct. She writes, it's funny, I usually don't laugh at the forgetting a person's name joke, but I genuinely did forget Amy's name. I'm not sure if she's being ironic there. (laughs) Abby! (laughs) So it did work on me. Yeah, I don't know if she was trying to be funny there or if she forgot. <laughs> if she to actually end. forgot, <laughs> maybe she can tell us next time. She says, "I really do like that painting. It's got a twisty bridge vibe. I really loved Lily this episode." Oh, Danielle. Steve I to, strongly disagrees. <laughs> I used to have so much respect for you, Danielle. She goes on. My favorite joke would have to be the vet telling Lily that birds hate her paintings. It would have been. Walter telling... It would have been Walter telling Ted he was pulling the boots off. I'm not sure if she's also saying that's the other one. Her other favorite. My worst joke would have been, have to be the vet explaining what he was throwing away. Gross. <laughs> Anyways, love you guys. You brighten up my week. Love Yay. you too, Danielle.
1: Thank you, Danielle. We love hearing from you.
0: I was reading an article about how Kobe Smulders and Taryn Killam met. Now, they've been married since... Do you want to hear about it? Yes. They've been married since 2012. Just like us. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) They were in a relationship for over a decade before they got married. Wow. And they actually met at a friend's birthday party, and they have two daughters now. There's a little more detail in there, but not anything all that interesting. But I did think it was interesting that they were together 10 years before they actually got married.
1: Yeah. That is a long time.
0: Screen Rant... Did some research and found how much the actors were making towards the end of the last few seasons. Okay. It sounds like Neil Patrick Harris was making far more than the rest. Really? From the beginning and then in the end, too, he was making 400 grand an episode. Hmm. And by the end, the others were all making 225. Wow. That's a huge difference. Yeah, I guess when they brought him in, he was probably the most recognizable actor of right. the bunch. So they had to offer him more money, and then when they were doing pay raises, his was sort of commiserate of a percentage raise as the rest, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess at the time he wasn't really doing anything, so I'm almost surprised that Allison Hannigan wasn't making more.
0: Yeah, I could see that. That's clearly sexism. Yeah. Jason Segel is going to be in a new show. I'm not sure if it's a show or a miniseries or a TV movie, but it's coming out on like Netflix or something. It's the Lakers story. like The early 1980s Lakers teams that were so great that sometimes in conversations rival the great teams of the Bulls had in the 90s. And he's going to be the assistant coach. I think I might actually watch that. That would be kind of fun. Not because of him, but... That does not sound like something that's going to be interesting to me. (laughs) Last week... We were talking about who was it that had recognized Lily's paintings in her dentist in her uh, Mm -hmm. vet's office, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was maybe the mother. Right. I haven't reconfirmed this, but now that I think about it again, I'm pretty sure it was Zoe. Oh. The the time that they met Zoe in the bar, and Ted wasn't with them, and then he was shocked that somehow they had all hung out and become friends, and Mm -hmm. they were retelling the story of how they ended up meeting Zoe at McLaren's, and it started with Zoe going up to Lily. Saying, are you Lily Aldrin? Or somehow hearing her name and then saying, oh, I know your artwork from my vet's office. I love your <laughs> paintings. And that's how she ingratiated herself with Ted's friends and infiltrated the group.
1: Hmm. Don't Do you really remember that. Remember that.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It kind of occurred to me over the course of the week. And I haven't gone back to research it because I'm not quite sure. I guess I could look at the transcripts from that episode. But at any rate, I'm pretty certain that's actually where that came from.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Do you have anything to share? I don't. I do want to apologize. This recording is going to come out late. We got very, very busy in the last week or so.
1: We're just really busy.
0: <laughs> and quite frankly, I wasn't all that excited about this episode. So
1: Yeah, this episode was just okay. So, yeah, sorry for the break. but
0: <laughs> I would like to see if we can have the shortest recorded podcast ever, because I'm I'm not excited about this episode, but I am excited to get to the fourth season.
1: Oh, honey. Oh, sweetie. It's going to get so much worse. (laughs) But, you know. Good for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I didn't care much for this episode. It had some heart to it. Yeah. With very few laughs. It didn't even really have bad jokes. It was just, it played kind of flat with a few good jokes. And some touching moments.
1: Fairly mediocre throughout, but yeah, it did have, you know, little bit of cutesy, heartfelt stuff.
0: I also thought there was some lazy writing to get from some scenes to the next, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But we start off with a narrator in a cab, talking about the cab ride that changed his life, and they do a little bit where he keeps not being able to hail a cab, the cabs that are going by, and then he gets into this cab, and it changes life, and then we stop. Hold on, just to back up, so... Um, did you see one of those
1: cabs was just like a beat up old car that said "taxi" spray painted on it?
0: Yeah, and there's go ahead. There's trivia, right? To that.
1: And so it says, you know, who knows what would have happened if I had gotten into that one. And later in the episode, Marshall's reading a newspaper with a headline. <laughs> I wrote down the
0: headline. Something about the guy, the driver being naked, and then the naked to kill cabbie people.
1: vows to kill again. I believe. Yeah, nude cabbie vows to kill again.
0: <laughs> that was a picture of the driver. That's a nice little connect. It didn't really move the needle for me on this one, but yeah, I did read that.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice it
0: in the episode. It was only in reading the trivia, but I thought that was kind of funny. So he freeze frames on him looking out of the cab. We don't know what's going to go on. They're trying to build a little suspense here. And they cut to the apartment where Ted's entering. He's looking for a beer. It's 10 in the morning.
1: <laughs> Marshall once one.
0: Yeah, there's little hints dropped here of Marshall struggling through not having a job.
1: Yeah. This yeah, is the we first see Marshall being very schlubby and unmotivated this episode.
0: So Ted's going to recap a story of him and Stella having breakfast together. She's telling him that her sister broke up with her boyfriend. Ted didn't like the guy. He's apparently, you know, uh he's thrown some shade at the guy as being a whiny vegan, as we do.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, this This is definitely you right yeah.
0: now. <laughs> no, I mean, this, this might have been me like five or ten years ago. Now I just go with the flow. <laughs> But she's actually going to marry the guy. It was sort of, I don't know, she was fooling him into hearing yeah, what he she, really thought of the guy. All yeah, that seems exactly. kind of strange. But Interesting this
1: is, strategy. I kind of like
0: it. This is all to get us to the place where she's inviting him to a wedding in six months. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, no, it's also setting up, you know, just kind of how awful that couple actually is. Because we'll meet them down the road. We'll meet her. We don't meet him? No. Or we at least hear about him, I guess.
0: We meet her as she's a- after the... Dealing with the
1: breakup? Yeah.
0: Okay. The real breakup. Okay. So she's invited him to the wedding, and we're cu- we cut back to the apartment. Lily wants to know, what's, what's the problem here? And Ted says, you know, it's six months from now. And then he refers to a speech that Barney gives about making plans in a relationship.
1: the date-time continuum.
0: And we get a flashback to McLaren's. Ted, Barney, and and Marshall are there. Ted's showing off that he got fourth row tickets to a concert. Barney says, no, you can't. You're violating the date-time continuum. I like when they use continuum and date and time and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Barney's theory is you never make plans with a girl further in the future than the amount of time you've been going out. Now, this does sound like a bro code maybe. Kind of. no, it's not really a bro code cuz that wouldn't go into right. a bro code. No, it's just that one wouldn't of Barney's fit. rules. But he doesn't Barney doesn't date anybody. I'm not sure why we'd have a rule about how long
1: <laughs> Cuz Barney has to rules for in the how everybody else should live their life.
0: I guess, but it, it just doesn't really go with the kind of things that Barney
1: Okay, fair.
0: That or pontificating about He usually kind of sticks to his lane of just not dating women whatsoever.
1: Yeah, but he also likes to tell Ted what to do.
0: Will you just okay? <laughs> Stop disagreeing with me for just a minute. No. So he just takes the tickets and rips them up.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> There's Springsteen tickets, were, which were probably pretty expensive. The look on his on Ted's and Marshall's faces are right. getting torn up or funny. Right. Which, yeah. And then a obviously, nice... it's meant to be ridiculous because obviously <laughs>
1: he could have taken one of them or.
0: Yeah, and you know. The nice little reveal is there that by the time by that time you won't even remember that this Robin girl's name. Right. And then we get a cut to <laughs> Robin's Robin. bummed out. <laughs> she loves Springsteen. He's the American Brian Adams. That's a good line. <laughs> Everyone kind of gives a a face about that, but right. I mean I guess he is. I suppose. Ted thinks Barney had a point. And he kinda of freaked out when she brought this up.
1: Which again seems out of character for Ted, who's been Wanting to get serious, wanting to get married.
0: None of this makes sense.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's one of my problems with this episode, is it just doesn't jibe?
1: And I guess it's just a sign that they're not supposed to be together, because it was somebody he was excited about, he wouldn't mind, but...
0: There are so many better ways to get us to this proposal. Mm-hmm. But here we are. He kind of fake, He feigns enthusiasm, but it's quite clear that he's not happy about this. And it becomes pretty clear to Stella quickly; she's reading the room. Right. Yeah, because he's being really awkward.
1: I get to look forward to it for six months.
0: And this is the second time where we've
1: been dating.
0: This is the second time where he's being weird about something, and she catches on very quickly. Mm -hmm. The other was his trying to reset her expectations about how much she'll enjoy sex since she hasn't had in a while. And then he does make a comment as they're in the this restaurant. He's like, "Man, they crank up the heat in these places," and they're sitting outside. (laughs) Right. She asks him, you know, what's your deal? And he says, we need to talk. So Lily deduces pretty quickly that he broke up with her. Mm -hmm. And they flash back to how she took it. We don't really hear how he said it to her. We find out later.
1: Yeah, the only thing we really get from his side is, I'm only trying to be honest with you. We don't know what came before that. Yeah, so it's unclear what happened Before that line or what he said to her or if she misinterpreted something, if he was not forceful or not.
0: We're under the impression that he broke up with her because what follows sounds like they broke up. Right. Although what she says later that she didn't know it was a breakup that he was she was expressing her displeasure that he's not going to go with her to the wedding. As she's walking away. So I, I get where the misunderstanding comes in here. Right.
1: So, yeah, Ted tries to justify it that, you know, he has to be extra careful because she's a mom and, you know, he doesn't want to lead her on and then lead her kid on.
0: So He thinks he's being the good guy here. Right. Which brings him back to the cab ride. So we see him in the cab. The cab stops in an intersection and they get T-boned by a car.
1: And then we get this very dramatic, you know, the nurse calls Marshall, and then Marshall calls Lily, and Lily calls Robin, and they all go running to the hospital in slow motion.
0: Yeah, Marshall was clearly playing Guitar Hero because he's out of work. (laughs) Now, I don't think I was out of work at the time, but I think I was sort of checked out on one job as I was looking for another job. This is when we were still living in D.C., Mm -hmm. and you'd come home to be constantly playing Guitar Hero.
1: Oh, I'd be so mad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I at least wasn't in boxer shorts.
1: No, and you were still getting a paycheck, so was right. <laughs> <which is> fine.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, somehow the first miracle, I guess, is that they all get to the hospital at the exact same time, coming from three different places. I think
1: Marshall brought his guitar with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. he did. And they enter the hospital room, and Ted's just sitting there saying, Hey, guys, Jell-O?
1: Yeah, Is he He's, he's offering fine.
0: them his one jell Apparently. Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> so he's... They think he's fine, but he's not fine. He made the biggest mistake of his life. He wants Stella back. He can't get a hold of her. He knows that she's at Kitty Funland with her daughter. Is that where... I was thinking
1: about this. So it's not Tuckahoe Funland. That's a different place, I well, guess.
0: Well, no, I was thinking it could. Have, it can't be where he went to chase down Robin when the kid got stuck in the claw machine, right? That, had, that was someplace different, it. wasn't yeah. it?
1: yeah. It's probably somewhere in New Jersey, since that's where Stella lives. You're all sweaty.
0: <laughs> so he, he, the nurse comes in, and he says to the nurse, let me go to Kitty Funland. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the nurse, you yeah. know, you can say that all you want, buddy, but you're not getting any morphine.
0: <laughs> and we see this male line. nurse again in a different episode. With uh, We talked about him before. Mm-hmm. With the, the goat. The goat attack. Yeah. The, guy said, the nurse says he's not going anywhere until they get the test back. He could have internal bleeding. (laughs) You think that's good for you? It ain't.
1: (laughs) So Ted's complaining, you know, this sucks, and Marshall is aghast, you know. It's a miracle you walked away from a car accident without a scratch.
0: And we get what would be the second of these kind of disputes between Marshall and Robin. The first one is where Robin said, you know, it's it's, it's talking about something's fake, like the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Right. And then he keeps coming back with new... Stories or
1: right evidence. doesn't he like come back with books and yeah
0: Roswell it, it was a was Roswell it? It, was, it was a dark night in Roswell something <laughs> like that so Marshall is convinced this is miracle and now he's going to go through a number of miracles that happened <laughs> none of
1: which are miracles
0: no so in two thousand six they are throwing pencils up the three of them the guys are sitting around the booth their booth. At McLaren's throwing pencils up to stick into the ceiling.
1: Now, why this is allowed is unclear.
0: Why they have pencils. <laughs> Apparently, they made it into a drinking game. Right. So, at some point, one of the pencils falls back down from the ceiling and bounces directly up into, <laughs> <laughs> into Barney's nose. Which was a, a good sight gag. Yeah. And I-, I really like Barney's, Am I dead? <laughs> Am I dead?
1: Well, did you read the trivia on this, that this actually, like, happened to one of the writers? No. Yeah. It didn't say which one, but it just said that that happened to
0: one of the How I Met Your Mother writers. I wonder if he said, am I dead? (laughs) Right. Because that is a good response. (laughs) Marshall says this is a miracle. Robin doesn't think so.
1: Right. Just pencil up Barney's nose.
0: Lily decides that, speaking of Barney, she should give him a call. Ted doesn't understand why. They're not friends anymore. But, you know, she says if this happened to, to... Barney, Ted would want to know. So she calls him. Right. She calls him and Barney at first thinks she's calling <laughs> because Robin told her about him and now she wants to
1: You want to take it take for a spin, spin yourself.
0: Sp- <laughs> I like that line.
1: And Lily, not even if you boiled it in detergent.
0: So she gives him the news, tells him where Ted is, and before she can say he's ever he's okay, Barney hangs up and takes off and apparently he was in some Meeting. Oh, wait, we're not there yet. Right. And
1: so Lily tries to fake that you yeah, know, she's finishing the conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like how she ends it. Okay, suit up. He's always saying stuff like that. <laughs> right. Ted figures out that Barney had already hung up and it just lends more evidence to that they're not friends anymore. But we then cut to Barney. He's in a meeting with uh, some folks from what would seem to be a foreign government. And he says something in a foreign language to them and as they're sitting around and runs out and then they look around at each other and one of them says, what does he say in English? <laughs> right. So Barney's coming. Yeah, and for some reason
1: he can't get a cab and so he runs all the way there. Right,
0: he tries for one cab. And, and then gives up. So we'll circle back to that. Lily wants to know what made Ted change his mind. And he talks about... He's talking about how in a near-death experience, your life flashes before your eyes, but in his case, you don't see everything, or he didn't see everything. Just the things you love. And I liked how Barney was in that montage, so that does...
1: Yeah, I watched that twice, trying to pick out pieces, and said, so, like, I saw a lot of Robin, a little bit, you know, some of Lily and Marshall. I don't know that I saw Barney.
0: Yeah, he was in one part of it. Okay. I forget what, what scene it was from, but I did notice that. That was the only one I wrote down. Okay. And he realized that Stella is the most important thing in his life, and he's got to get her back. And again, Marshall, miracle! Right. Robin disputes this. So Marshall references July 1999, Kennedy Airport. He's clearly coming back from someplace, we find out. It's Amsterdam, and he's all decked out in a, his <laughs> reggae gear. Right. I, I realize that he's bringing weed back from Amsterdam, but why is he dressed like he's at a reggae concert? Um, I guess what else are you going to wear? Because he's point Marshall
1: out. in the 90s.
0: <laughs> so he's going through customs. There's sort of a stern-looking security guy there that's going to check him. You look through his stuff. And the guy even calls him Bob Marley. Then all of a sudden there's a shift change, and now comes the cooler security <laughs> guy for Eating customs. Eating a bag of
1: chips. <laughs> and it's
0: the well-known stand-up comedian Doug Benson. I haven't I don't see this guy in a lot of stuff. I just know he's a well known mm-hmm. stand-up comedian. I, I do remember him on an episode of Friends. Right.
1: Where, My mom calls it Blue.
0: Yeah, where it's the one with Danny, the next door neighbor, mm-hmm. and Rachel is sort of have has a flirtation but a weird in a weird way going on with the guy Danny and so she goes to his party and Danny's like, Oh I'm glad you're here, I want to introduce you to somebody and then brings this guy out. Right. And the guy goes, he, I heard you work at Bloomingdale's. My mom calls it Bloomies.
1: <laughs> A whole lifetime of work, and that's what this guy gets remembered for.
0: <laughs> but he tells Marshall, float on through, brother.
1: Yeah, very chill. So, Marshall declares again,
0: miracle. We get Barney running, saying things like, don't go into the light, which is really tropey. <laughs> right.
1: And then Stella arrives at the hospital. They do their I love you's, you know, everything's forgiven and forgotten.
0: She looks at his chart, and I was like, oh yeah, she's a doctor.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like her, I think you can handle that, handle what? And then she jumps on him, and they start making out, and everyone outside the window's going, aww. But
1: Marshall declares, that this morning he dumped her, and now she's dry-humping him on the hospital bed. Miracle.
0: Robin disputes again. Now Marshall goes to
1: 2008. Oh, and I think Robin's classroom. line here. But if you call up the Vatican, they'll tell you that most of their certified miracles involve triumphing.
0: Yeah. So we're in Lily's kindergarten class 2008, another miracle story by Marshall. Well, and it, if you look at when this aired, this was the month before. Oh, okay.
1: Sounds long ago.
0: Yeah. Now, but true.
1: this was May 2008.
0: Now there, I did read some trivia that this is doesn't make sense because the kids are dressed in Thanksgiving outfits. Right. And it's supposed to be just past April. Yeah. At any rate, he's Lily's talking about how he's going to... Asking if he really wants to go back and beg for his job back at uh, Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Was it Jackson Hewitt or... Nicholson Hewitt in West. Okay. Jackson Hewitt is a tax place. Oh, thanks. So she's going to leave him with the kids because she has to go do something. She has to... I forget why she's leaving.
1: She needs to go get some glue.
0: Okay. Marshall, I'll skip the kids cheering stuff. They prove that kids will cheer at anything. Right.
1: And so this is actually, like, I kind of like this part of the episode where they flip back and forth between Marshall talking to Hewitt, trying to get his job back, and what he's doing in the classroom.
0: They don't really relate to each other except for what the reveal of him being Lice is. But just to sum it up, he's trying to beg for his job back pretty much.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And he's also entertaining the kids in Lily's class by putting on little hats and making big head jokes.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, come to find out somebody in that classroom had lice, Marshall has lice, and starts freaking out internally, even as it looks like, you know, Hewitt's going to give him his job back. Marshall starts freaking out because...
0: He's got an inner monologue going about right. how he has lice, the little bastards gave me lice, got it itches, don't scratch it, you'll look like a fool. They're going to
1: lay eggs, barrow into my scalp, eat my way down to my brain.
0: I like it. He says, okay, you can scratch, but just make it subtle. And he stretches his head all the way back to the top of the chair and starts moving it back and forth. And
1: Hewitt uh, doesn't seem to notice it. No, no,
0: he gives him a strange look for a second. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> That's not working. He he longs for the sharp corner of the desk of Hewitt's desk. And so he pretends to drop, or he drops something to go get it and then I think starts he throws rubbing a his pencil. head against it. And this goes on for a little while, and finally he just screams out, I have lice. Right. And he gets kicked
1: out and didn't get his job back.
0: I like how Huey yells to some of the secretary outside, we've got lice, everybody out of the building. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bit of an overreaction, but okay. But then two weeks later, the Securities Exchange Commission came a-knocking, so it was a miracle that Marshall did not get busted with them and had the head lice. Right. So
1: Stella comes out of... Ted's room, and Lily, once again, just cannot keep her mouth shut, and is causing more problems for Ted
0: and his relationship. Yeah, although this time it was much less her fault, because she didn't know...
1: Uh, right. No but, one would
0: have thought that Stella didn't know that they had broken up before.
1: Right. I was thinking about that, too, though, but even if you don't know, like, do you really want to talk about, like, oh, yeah, you guys just broke up, I'm glad you're not broken up? Like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like,
0: keep it to yourself. So... Stella realizes what she's talking about. This was a breakup, so she goes back in. Ted's confused. He doesn't realize that she didn't know that it was a breakup. <laughs> right. And so they go back and forth on this, and then finally Stella just says, you know, all right, you wanted a breakup, now you got it. And she's right. I I, I would be Stella in this moment of, if you wanted it before, you're just going to want it again. And I, I think between this and... Him telling his friends about how long it's been since she had sex. Mm. Yeah, he's not coming off too great these days.
1: Yeah, and then you know, him immediately telling them that they broke up. Like, I don't know. I, I got was it the same day?
0: I, we we can't tell.
1: I can't remember. She was wearing that same outfit. At oh,
0: breakfast. was it the same day they broke up that he got hit by the yeah car? I they don't let us know. Yeah, because he just came from it. And it was 10 in the morning.
1: Right. But then he says, like, oh, she was—he was, she said she was going to go to work, but then he said she was taking her daughter to the Funland place. So. But we don't
0: know where he was in the cab and when.
1: Right. Okay. So, anyway,
0: yeah. So, he he wants her to just let it go.
1: Right. Because,
0: you know, he had this miracle. But, yeah, I'm with her. It's like, well, maybe this won't save us next time you getting hit by a car. So. <laughs>
1: right. Can't count on that car to hit you every time.
0: Right. And I like how she kind of ends it with, no, you know what, Ted? We're good. And then she leaves. Mm -hmm. So they sort of get to relitigate this with Lily and and Marshall. And Marshall said, and you actually said I want to break up? And Ted's like, no, of course not. Who says I want to break up? Or he says, that's a horrible thing to say. And Robin's like, well, that's true. His phone rings. And he's getting called by a different nurse. Turns out something happened to Barney. So we get Barney on the street, we get the flashback for him, having run who knows how many blocks. Right. And he's huffing and puffing. You know, what what happened to the Barney that ran that marathon? Good question. He might have been going faster and he's in work shoes, but nevertheless, that's inconsistent. But he goes across the street (laughs) to the hospital and he gets hit by a bus. Yep, I like how shows or movies get can make getting hit by a bus look so real. This kind of <laughs> it looked a lot like Mean Girls when mm-hmm. what's her name gets hit by a bus,
1: right?
0: So it's like the, the bus comes through and the person just disappears,
1: right? So Barney's in the hospital in traction.
0: Yeah, covered mostly in casts, and Ted gets a little emotional. Can you know I can't believe you ran all the way up here, and Barney tries to play it off. You know, whatever it wasn't because of you to attend a very important international business meeting. We get the international business. (laughs) Right. And he actually was in an international business meeting before, so. That's true. But he he tries to play the game of, you know, if you want to be friends, you know, and you're coming crawling back, just, you know, say so. But he also talks about how with the sympathy he's going to get from women and now that they see him in all these casts and tries to get Marshall to give him a high five up top.
1: (laughs) Marshall's... Not sure if that's a good idea, but Barney says that's why he had him set his arm that way. Because his arm was like in prime high fives. Yeah.
0: You know, position. Marshall does not I'm not sure why Marshall does it so hard. He could have (laughs) just... Right. But Barney winces and then says it's worth it. Then they get really emotional. And they apologize to each other. They're all hugging each other. They're not bros again. They're brothers now. And it's a big hug fest with the guys.
1: And, you know, one of my favorites where Barney tries to (laughs) rub in that he thinks he's Ted's best friend. You hear that, Marshall? We're brothers now. And then, yeah, Marshall's, they're all brothers, but Barney says that he's Ted's best brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then they get into, you know, Barney telling the story of how the paramedics were there, and they took out the electric blade, and it's all just a setup to say that they cut his suit. Right. Marshall thinks this is two miracles now. <laughs> we get Robin doing, like, the raspberry thumbs down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. So we get to find out the backstory of why Robin doesn't believe in miracles. Do you want to cover this?
1: <laughs> I will. It's very silly, and I like it. So when Robin was a kid, she had a dog, Sir Scratchawan.
0: Another great dog name, as yes. we've complimented this show for doing.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, unfortunately, Sir Scratchewan got old, and you know her parents had to take him to the vet to be put down. But the vet had learned about an experimental procedure called a canine testudine cerebroxenograph, which I meant to look up testudine to see if that means turtle. <laughs> I did not do that, though. Um, and so it saved Sir Scratchwan's life, and he lived for another seven years, which Marshall declares a miracle, but there was a side effect. He turned into a turtle, which is a very common complication from this procedure. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. didn't remember any of his old tricks. <laughs> So Lily asks, how long was it before? Longer than I'm proud of Lily. Longer
0: than I'm proud of. (laughs) That story was worth it to get to that part of that. It took her so long to realize what what was going on here. And you know, this had to happen to somebody that they knew this. This is too specific. They couldn't have just made this story up from scratch.
1: Well, it is just like, yeah, it has to. And also like as a parent, like what an interesting thing to do to your child like, the kid's already accepted, like, oh, the dog's going to die. And then to be like, nope, the dog's a turtle
0: now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the nurse comes
0: in Mosby, you're still here. Uh, he could have left an hour ago. Why didn't you, Ted says, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I'm sorry. I guess it was rude of me to keep resuscitating that guy with a rake sticking out of his chest. Um,. Well, I mean, but how would Ted have known right. <laughs> to go? So they're both wrong. They're yeah,
1: right. yeah. And the nurse was alone. Was like, why are you still here? So
0: like, why would Ted know to leave? Yeah, Ted rushes out, and Barney's like, "Go, Ted! Run, run, Ted! Run!" And keeps on with this speech for Ted, and Ted's already gone. Right. No. So the gang says, "Ask Barney, you know, what flashed before your eyes in your near-death experience?" And then they start these, you know, it's a boob, scotch, money, through so the money, through so the boobs. Giant boober in a suit of money and boob is lactating Scotch. I I could have done without all that. <laughs> it was all just to set up him saying, yeah, pretty much that's what it was. But then we get him staring at Robin because right. that's who he was thinking of. Right. Uh, so Ted recatches re- up with Stella. There she's at that you know fun place, and he asks to speak with her. She sits with him in this video console, and he gives her an
1: orange kangaroo.
0: He's been thinking about what changed from the moment he broke up with her to the moment he knew he wanted her back. Uh, he figured out, finally figured out what happened. She says he got T boned by a jackass on a cell phone, and no, he changed. He's ready to give her what she needs. And because he couldn't get the big fake diamond ring out of the claw machine, he gave her, he's giving her this orange kangaroo and wants to marry her. And that's where they end it.
1: Yep. The end, end of season three.
0: Where do you think I ranked this?
1: 110.
0: Not quite that high. 129. Wow. You know, by far the furthest back episode. If, if we took back into account the emotional stuff, uh, you could move it up a little mm-hmm. bit, which I didn't do in my original run of all this. Um, but just from, you know, perspective of laughs, iconic moments, rewatchability now, it's pretty far back. Right. What was your favorite joke?
1: Um, Robin's whole star Scratch one. <laughs> <laughs> Anecdote.
0: I like just her last line. Longer than I'm proud of, Lily. Longer than I'm proud of. And least favorite?
1: I forgot. Um, Oh, so we skipped over it in the retelling, but after Marshall tells the story of how the pencil went up Barney's nose, yeah, him and Robin are arguing about if it's a miracle or not, and Marshall asks if she has a better explanation And she says, a drunk jackass with a box of pencils. And Marshall responds, a drunk jackass called God and a box of pencils called Destiny, which makes no sense and is stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mine was the whole boob scotch.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So you didn't actually like it, but you didn't say it was
0: your least favorite. Before we go, I'm going to read the second email from Danielle about this episode. And like us, she didn't have much to say about this episode. (laughs) She says, hey guys, one of my favorite tropes on TV where someone speaks a foreign language but the other guys are like, what did he say? Marshall not getting the job was a miracle in my opinion. Eh. Okay. (laughs) Barney and Ted making up really made me cry a bit. I'm so happy they're friends again. See ya. Boy, last time she loved us. Now it's just see ya. No. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) What, that's from an episode.
1: I know. It was very aggressive though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Tell people where they can find us.
1: You can... Or reach us. Reach us at runklerecaps at gmail.com, on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore, and on Twitter, at runklerecaps.
0: All right. Well, this is indeed the shortest episode we've done. Miracle. It's a miracle. Come on, man. (laughs) Don't try and take my job.
1: (laughs) All right. So do we know what season four, episode one
0: is? (laughs) For some reason, in my head, I thought you were going to say... So do you know what season is this <laughs> nest? I don't know why my brain thought you were going there. No, let look it up real quick. Do I know you? Hmm. I guess this is where they realize that he's proposed to her yet knows nothing about her.
1: Oh, okay. Is that the one where they go to no, New Jersey or that's
0: later? But it is one where Barney confesses to Lily that he's in love with Robin. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> The description doesn't say anymore, so I guess we'll fill in the details next week. Okay. But, okay, goodbye, Season 3. We'll miss you. Hello, Season 4. We look forward, because there's some really great episodes, including, but not limited to, the second episode, The Best Burger in New York, which we love. Oh, and then, yeah, the third one is I Heart New Jersey. (laughs) Right. We have Intervention. Oh, my God, Intervention. Yes. We have the Woo Girls. Oh, yay.
1: The
0: The Naked naked Man. man. (laughs) The fight's pretty good.
1: Little Minnesota. Three Days of Snow is pretty good. The possum- the possim- Possimple is good. Not bad.
0: The Stinsons, where we get Barney's fake wife. Yes. Sorry, Sorry bro. bro. The Front Porch. Oh, oh such boy. good run of stuff. Myrtle.
1: <laughs> okay, season four is going to be good.
0: Yeah. All right, everyone. See you in season four.
1: Bye.